Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and this podcast is ranked in the top 2% of the most popular podcasts globally. And honestly, it is all because of my truly incredible guests. And I am honored and blessed to share time with people who are at the top of their game, and they show up here on this show willing to help you get to where you want to be in life and in business. Now, these are not people who hold back. Their goal is to share with us the essence of peak performance. And my guest today is renowned author and coach Tommy Breedlove, and he's been here before, just two or three months ago, I think. And he joins us today to share the keys to legendary leadership in his best-selling book, Legendary, A Simple Playbook for Building and Living a Legendary Life and Being Remembered as a Legend. So you can find that first episode. It's called The Five Keys to Legendary Leadership, just wherever you consume your favorite podcasts. Anywhere from Audible to Apple, you can find us. So today he joins us to share five essential principles. And I'm glad to have him back. Tommy, welcome. Good to have you here. Denise, what an honor. I'm so thankful to be here. Hope you are flourishing, my dear friend. You know, I refuse to do anything other. <laughs> I'm a little bit pig-headed about what I'm willing to accept or put myself through, so I'm doing well. And you are too. I watch you. I lurk. I'm a lurker, and I watch you on <laughs> online. And oh my gosh, I mean, you are kicking butt all over the place. <laughs> we're definitely we're definitely out there doing it. And I love what you said. You know, I I, I know nothing but flourishing, and I've heard recently that you know. The, the difference between a good day and a bad day is just a choice. And so That's you can exactly always choose to have a good day. You can. Yesterday I realized that and I didn't do a darn thing. You know, normally I'm always working, working, working. I'm an A-type personality. I don't know how to shut my brain down. But yesterday about midday I realized I was having an exceptional sex, exceptional day doing not a darn thing. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, you know, nothing that was going to move me forward other than just, you know, let me relax a bit. So when I woke up this morning, I said, oh, I liked yesterday. I'm doing it again. I am working, though, just so you know, I am working. But I love it. It, it was just the attitude that I had all day yesterday. I was just so content. And, you know, that's hard for, for people to kind of lay their hands on. Am I content? Right. Or am I just less miserable? So yesterday I was content, and today I'm still there, and I'm so glad that you're here to help me with that. I love that. One of the things I have been struggling with, actually, and you probably have seen it because we've been moving so fast, doing keynotes and running events for entrepreneurs and executives and attending other events as a special guest, is I haven't been resting as much as I need to. And to me, you know, one of the keys to life um, probably the number one health thing and the number one thing that will kill us faster um, than any other bad habit is not sleeping well, not resting, not taking time to protect the assets. And we have to tell, and I'm, I, I'm, I love that I get to talk in the mirror all day, every day, 
and tell myself, Tommy, you know, you're mentoring people to be successful, but you're not doing it yourself. And so um, I think the number one key to being a great leader, a great human, great mother, father, partner, whatever, is, is sleeping well, at least six to eight hours a night. And honestly, Denise, it's an area I've been struggling with lately. And so um, I'm holding myself accountable to your, you and your entire audience. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I can yell at you and say, do what you said you're going to do, but you can't take me seriously because I don't know how to sleep. You know, you'll hear people say, oh, I slept like a baby. Oh, good. You were up every two hours because that's how I sleep. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, if you said, right. "Oh, I slept right. like I was a teenager," that means somebody sandbagged you and you stayed all night long. I don't. Sleep <laughs> well. I just don't. <laughs> sleep is not. It's not one of my skill sets, so I completely understand. I actually yesterday, when I was realizing that I was having a really nice, contented day, I took a nap. I never nap. Nice. But I did, and I woke up, and I went, and I was lucid dreaming. And it was a good lucid mm. dream. So I woke up all happy, picked up my, my iPad, and kept on reading whatever I was reading before it hit me in the nose. Because, you know, that's how I fall asleep. And my iPad just goes bonk, and I'm surprised my nose isn't flat, to be honest. But, <laughs> you know, it's just sleeping is, is difficult for somebody like us, I think. I never have yeah, been good at it, never. When I was a kid, I didn't sleep. And I love the work. I love being up. I love living. I love building. I love the, what we do and who we do it for, and I love our team. And I think sometimes I just get overly excited, too. But last yeah, yeah. year in the North Georgia mountains, we had terrible storms. And one of my two dogs is just horrified of thunder. And so when he's up, I'm up because he thinks I have the ability to make it stop, like I can you know, just turn off the switch and it will stop lightning. And so he's just constantly nudging me. So last night was – was a little bit on the storms and on my dog, not on me. Been there, done that. My poor dog. Just, <laughs> I have to drug her. I mean, she is so, I have to give her a light sedative when I know storms are coming because she loses her mind. I had a, a party here a couple of weeks ago, birthday party, and this storm came out of nowhere. I mean, lightning hit a tree when I was heading out there to corral my neighbor dogs to put them in my backyard because they had broken out of their yard. It was that bad. And my poor mm-hmm. dog, when I got back in the house, one of my guests was in the bathroom with my dog sitting on the floor with her, which I thought was oh very nice. Oh I know. So yeah. believe me, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's a good friend, by the way. <laughs> I, know. I, so too. I said, listen, you can come babysit any old time. But listen, let's, I wanted to get – we can chat all day long and not get anywhere, and I don't want to do that to you because what you have is to share with us is so important. So talk to us a little bit about your book, and I know we've got five different things that you wanted to share, Embracing Change, Mastering Time, which we talked about a little bit. We'll go back into that. Attracting Talent, Leading from Within, and Embracing Resilience. So I'm going to mute myself and let you run with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so Legendary, I'm just super grateful it's become a Wall Street Journal and USA Today's best-selling book. And it is a book about self-leadership. I think what we forget, us, us entrepreneurs or executive or aspiring entrepreneurs and executives, really high-achieving people who hold themselves to a higher standard 
I think um, we concentrate so much on external leadership, which is super important, um, from culture building to purpose to attracting and retaining the right talent to providing value in the marketplace, which is all external leadership. But Legendary takes a deep dive into internal leadership, and it's about how do we master our time? How do we reconquer our time? How do we discover our and our company's purpose? How do we build a world-class, connect with world-class people just like us and network? Um, you know, because I come from the financial background, a financial consultant in Deloitte for about 20 years, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't put something in there about how to build wealth. Um, because if you're a really good person and a really good leader, I want you to have as much money as possible because it will magnify your impact for all to see. But then it takes a turn. The book takes a turn on how do we lead, love, and respect ourselves first. We can't lead, love, and respect others until we fully lead, love, and respect us. So it takes a deep dive and mastering your mindset. And that's literally the key to life is we have to master our mindset and be in control of our monkey mind and our monkey mind not in control of us. And so we talk about unconditional love where you, where you build that heart muscle, mind muscle, and soul muscle. So a lot of us achievers will work on our physical bodies, we'll work on our businesses, but we'll put our mental, emotional, and spiritual selves last. And those muscles are critically important because I want people to be, again, proactive and not reactive, not eat up in fear, worry, insecurity, or the imposter syndrome. And when they look in the mirror, see an ally and not an enemy. So it takes a deep dive on how to build and live a legendary life. And the reason we chose the title Legendary is because it's aspirational. I have read, I've written a book that I can never live up to, but I worked my butt off to try. To not, I don't like the word try at all. I work my butt off to, to earn, hopefully one day, a legendary um, existence. And for me, what I love about legendary is it's given to us by our peers, our friends, our colleagues, our family. We can be either be terrible legends or great legends. And to me, living a legendary life is leaving this beautiful planet and our fellow humans a little bit better than we found them. And, and I'm just going to tell your audience, if you're not a reader, first of all, why not? Second of all, I will read it to you on Audible. <laughs> so, there's really no excuse not to pick up the book. So go pick up Legendary today. You're going to love it. It's short. It's fun. Um, and, you know, again, just super thankful it's become a Wall Street USA Today bestseller. So thank you for letting me share that, Janine. Well, I wanted – oh, my pleasure. I wanted to ask you why you wrote the book. I think you've explained that a little bit. But was there a moment, Tommy, when you sat down and said, I've got to get this out of me and out into the world? because it's important. Was there a moment where you just said, I'm going to write a book? Well, there was a moment, well, was that, a moment that mentors, uh, friends, um, you know, I'm in the success mentor business. I have a mentor. I, I run masterminds, but I am in a mastermind. And my, my story is full of triumph and tragedy, my personal story. Um, from overcoming a very, very troubled childhood and, and incarceration as a very young man to working my way up to the top of the financial consulting industry, think the Deloitte's Price Waterhouses of the world, and became a senior partner and a member of the board. And on the outside, Denise, you said, this guy's got it all going on. You know, he's making a lot of money. He's overcome a horrible background, first person to graduate college in his family. Now he's on the board of directors at age 39 and a senior partner and owner of a large firm. And um, the truth is I never dealt with any of the internal work, the, the strength of my heart, mind, and soul. And at 36, it almost cost me everything, um, my job, my wife, my career. 
and if I would have kept going in my life. And at that point, at 36 years old, I decided to make me my full-time job. Not all the math, not the arrogant and secure boy that I was, but a, a man, a humble, confident, purposeful man. And I went on this self-discovery journey, journey with coaches and with therapists and with mentors and um, removed all the negative humans in my life and added positive humans. And um, really, the tangible results that happened to me in three years was I doubled my income, went from junior partner, senior partner, international practice leader to elected to the board of directors of a large uh, firm in the southeast United States. And then my income doubled, my network 10x, but more importantly, people saw the 180 shift in me from arrogance, which is just insecurity on the steroids, to humility, um, to being one of the most feared people at my firm to one of the most beloved. Uh, marriage went from life support to strength, and um, they saw just an internal calmness in me. And all of those people, private equity, uh, entrepreneurs, executives, um, lawyers, bankers, you name it, started reaching out to me for lunch or to grab a beer, or go for a walk. And they really didn't want to. I thought we were just going to get together and do business, but they wanted to hear how I did it. And through their urging, through their support, and through the support of my family, through the support of what I call my inner circle, my internal board of directors, and a lot of friends in the marketplace, they said, you've got to write the book. Uh, it's a little bit about my story, but a whole lot about other people's stories and the tools to help build not only be elitely successful in your business, not only to be elitely sex successful in your money and, and, to, and chase these dreams and intentions that you have, but also to be incredibly successful within incredibly successful with your family, with your friends, with your network. And really, really, again, when you look in the mirror, see something that you're very, very proud of and an ally, not an enemy. So that is the reason I wrote the book. And while you were talking, I wrote down leading by example. I think a lot of people, we get caught up. I've been guilty of this. We all are. It doesn't matter who we are. You get caught up worrying about what other people are thinking, what they're doing. It, honestly, you can't think about what other people are thinking. It's not your business. It really right. isn't. What right. other people think of me is just not my business. How they treat me, that's my business. And we may go to blows <laughs> if you get ugly, but you know, it rarely, in fact, it doesn't happen. But yeah, I wrote down you're leading by example, but you are leading yourself by example first. Did you even recognize that? A hundred percent. And I think um, that's what legendary is it's about. You lead yourself first. And the hardest thing to lead in the world is ourselves um, because all of us have our insecurities, our fears. We have our unknown potential that we don't know. We have the mask that we wear that that's trying to make, that's letting people who don't matter matter, you know, trying to be something we're not. And then we have our blind and we have our And I struggle with all of these things as well. I mean, to this day, I've written a book that, I hold myself to a standard and that standard is very hard to meet. And, um, but it starts with leading ourselves first. And if someone had to describe legendary, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a quick book. It's a fast book. It's a fun book, but if someone had, a, it, it is a complete self leadership, self mastery, living your best leadership and living your best life book. And again, this person on the other end of the phone, um, I'm right there walking the walk every day. If I don't work on my heart, mind, soul, and body every single day, I atrophy. I believe if you're not growing, you're at a minimum standing still, but most likely you're atrophying. And so I want to constantly grow my heart. I want to constantly grow my brain. I want to constantly grow my soul. 
And I also want to constantly grow my leadership, my body, and my business skills. Um, and so I think constant growth is – and I think the number one failure in life and leadership is self-awareness. And I mean really, really, really knowing thyself. And when we, when we hold our adventure experiences, our executive and entrepreneur retreats, and um, all of the other stuff we do, our number one goal for leadership, for these leaders or these aspiring leaders, is to get them clear who they are, where they're going, and who's coming with them, both in their business and life, but also help them become extremely self-aware so that we can work on those blind spots, their masks, and their unknown potential. Because um, all of us have this deep-rooted, untapped potential. And when we help them connect with other world-class leaders and entrepreneurs, when we help them get clear and we help them get aware and then build the tools to become the best leaders and humans they can be, it's amazing watching what these good people can do in four or, you know, between three and five days at these events that we hold. And to me, I'm constantly working on my self-awareness. I'm, I'm walking shoulder to shoulder. I'm no guru on the stage. I'm no, I'm no, you know, perfect human with a cape. I'm just a man trying to do the best he can and walking that journey right there with him. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I do think what we struggle with as humans is self-awareness. And I think, when we're insecure or worried or fearful, we let, we do let people who don't matter matter. And I have a saying, and this is a little crass, is don't let negative or toxic people rent, rent space in your head for free and don't let their suck become your suck. And so let's not let people who don't matter matter anymore. You're not going to get an argument from me. I've been that way all my <laughs> life, to be honest. I'm right, like, right. Who are you and what do you – move, get out of my way. <laughs> You bring nothing to my particular table. Go away. I'm kind of brutal about yeah, it, but yeah. I, I recognized pretty early on that there are a lot of people in the world, and I think we all have the capacity for goodness, but we may mm. not have the mm. ability or the the want to, if you will. So, you know, once I figure out that somebody really is going to do nothing but complain, and then and then and then I just go. I you go now. No talking to me. But I and I was I'm scribbling notes while you're talking to like self awareness and you talk a lot about that. What I my response to that was we don't know what we don't know. That's I right. Mean, That's right. I finally became a little bit self aware when I was in my late twenties, which was late I thought. But I'm you know, arrogant. I was kinda of stuck up. I'm an I'm an introvert, so I'm not really stuck up. I just am not a people kind of a person. And it took me a little bit longer to realize that I was in charge and I was doing a fantastic mm. job of it. So I had to change. I really did. But we don't know what we don't know. And it takes people like you and so many other of my guests to say, hey, have you thought about this? What are you up to? Can you maybe look at mentoring, you know, getting mentored or being coached? We can't – what is that silly song i I really hated it. I heard it a couple times. I am a rock. I hate that song. Really hate that song. I don't know why. It just annoys me. But we're not. We're not a, a rock. We need other people. Even if you're an introvert as I am, still need other people. You know, it's amazing. Um, if you look at the greats, whether it's business greats, musical greats, athletic greats, um, people who have built and done amazing things, every single one of them had coaches and mentors 
uh, and an internal board of directors. Um, modern times, they probably had therapists as well. And I think the, I think the, what makes the greats is great is A, mastering your mindset. B, is taking action and doing what others want. But three, is constantly leveling up, constantly surrounding your people who make you better um, and who are net givers. And me, I am in the success mentor space, both in business and life. And I have, uh, I'm currently working with a coach. I run um, executive and entrepreneur women's and men's mastermind. I am in a mastermind with five other people because they make me better. They hold me to account. They make me look at the lens of my unknown potential, but also my blind spots. And, you know, when I want to self-sabotage or self-destruct, they're, they're there to hold me accountable. Is this the best decision for you in this time? And it takes a lot of courage, though, for me and others like us to reach out and ask for help as well when we don't have it all figured out or we are questioning our relationship with our spouse or we've got a big decision to make or um, a family member is in trouble or, you know, maybe we're not as profitable or successful as we want. It takes a lot of courage to ask for help and or to hire. You know, people value what they pay for. And I, I also, we have on our team, just so we practice our preach, every single team member, and we have eight or nine of them now, um, maybe more than that, every single team member gets a $2,500 a year allowance for self-development or improvement. It could be in sales. It could be uh, with therapy. It could be on internal confidence. It could be learning a new skill, but we have to approve it. We're not going to send them to some crazy conference where they dress up as teddy bears. But what we are going to do is we practice what we preach and we want our people constantly leveling up their heart, mind, soul, and skills. And so we practice what we preach. We don't always get it right. You know, we still have every now and then core value breaches, but we, we correct them very quickly. And so um, I think that's what makes the greats the greats is they, um, they, they master their mindset. They continuously take action and never give up. And they're always growing. They surround themselves with coaches and people who make them better. And, and that's the entire reason we created the legendary life movement is people are craving authentic connection like no other. And we're seeking wisdom and not advice. And when I bring these entrepreneurs and executives or aspiring entrepreneurs and executives together and they share wisdom and they, you know, a couple of times a month and various times throughout the year, they're, they're reaching out, they're asking questions, they're seeking wisdom in their, not only their business and their leadership, but their life. And I think right now we, isolation is the enemy of excellence. And I think the more ambitious people are, they think they can just work harder or, um, when I get here or when I have more of this and they hate asking for help. And at the end of the day, they burn themselves out. And if they had all the answers, they would have already done it. And so we bring people together in a community. We we're community builders. Um, we're not for everybody. Um, we're more for aspiring leaders or high achievers or people who want to make an impact both in their business and or life. And we bring those people in community to have these authentic conversations to leave better than they arrive. And so I think we're craving that authentic connection now more than ever, especially with the, the, the BS 24-hour news, the nonstop social media, and even the fantasy crap that we watch on TV. It's just overwhelmingness, and it doesn't reconcile with our hearts and minds. But when we bring people together and they connect in person and virtually, um, it's a really beautiful thing, Denise, to watch these humans grow and do it together and do business and life together. So it's really cool. I'm, I'm just super grateful every day, every day that we get to do what we do for a living. Well, and you just said something really important, Tommy, is wisdom, not advice. And I, I think a lot Correct. of people Correct. may be listening to that and going, what? One of the things that bothers me, and I'll catch myself doing, is when I'll 
you know, I'll maybe share an issue that I've got or a problem that I'm having or something I can't quite solve, quite solve. and somebody wants to fix it for me. Don't fix it for me. Just mm-hmm. listen. You know, just maybe ask me questions. Don't try to fix it for me. You're going to irritate me. I'll fix it. I'm just asking for right. wisdom or have you been in this you know, position? Or sometimes it's just an off remark that somebody will say, and I go, oh, and I, I got to go. I got to go. You just get, I got to go. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave me exactly what I needed, and I don't think you meant to, but there it was. I love it. I think um, we all have to catch ourselves. Um, and I believe men are a bigger problem on this than, than women. It's like I have to watch myself with my my female friends or my wife or you know, anybody, I, they don't want fix. They want to be heard, no. understood, respected. And um, I wasn't speaking about men. I just didn't want to say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah. men are really bad about that. And to go back to the wisdom versus advice um, for your audience, here's how advice sounds. Advice has the, usually has the following two words in it. You should, and that is advice. Nobody wants advice. Um, no, that's when women involved. shut down. That's the minute we stop hearing you. We've gone right, straight into right. irritation, and we're not going to hear another word. And, by the way, you're not getting any dinner tonight. Go away. <laughs> I love that. And wisdom is more experiential. Like, I've been here. I've done that. I failed here. Here's the action I took. Here's what it looks like now. Or, hey, I'm still working on it. That's wisdom, and people really relate to that. And, um We'll go back to it. Husbands, quit, quit, quit fixing things and just listen, hear, understand, and respect. <laughs> and then you get fed. You can have dinner. You then get fed. Right. get fed. Yeah. Don't fix unless it's love, a flat tire. You can it. fix that, but other, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Look, I fight with my NAV system. She is not the boss of me. So it's it's something that we all do that we all say, oh, well, you know, if you do, oh, geez, and I'll catch myself doing it. I do it to myself, yeah. and yeah. I catch myself doing it, and I'll say, Denise, sit down. Let's have a talk. <laughs> You're doing it again. So it really doesn't work because we immediately just tense up and go, no, 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 no. That's not what I was asking for. So what I wanted to ask you, Tom, is you, we talked about, oh, wow, we're already half hour into this. Go so fast when I'm chatting <laughs> with you. Embracing change. Recognize when it's time to redefine your path and your purpose. And I'm guessing that what you were just talking about when you're you're having these these retreats and, and gatherings, I'm guessing a lot of people just go, yeah, I'm ready. Mm. What's my next yeah. path? Yep. Um, and what we want to, uh, I believe every single human being on earth has a purpose. And what's beautiful about purpose is it changes depending on the season of your life. And sometimes your purpose is related to your business, and sometimes it's not. Um, sometimes it's directly correlated. I, I feel like right now my purpose in life is to help these high-achieving people to not only be elite in their business and their leadership, but also elite in their life. And I believe that's my purpose. Now, one day my purpose might change to something else, but – um, I think people come to us because of our experience. I mean, we surround ourselves with people who've been there and done that. Even in, a, you know, even in our entry-level community, it's a bunch of 
younger or people in transition that are really seeking to level up. And so they benefit from the wisdom of the greater mastermind. And I think, I think a lot of people are lacking clarity these days. I think they're questioning their relationships. Um, I think they're questioning, you know, am I doing the right thing and with the right people? You know, where do I go from here? Is this really what I was meant to do? And the answer might be yes, and the answer might be no. And that's why it's so imperatively clear, that imperatively important for happiness to feel like you're making a difference, to feel like you're living a life of significance and impact, to find your purpose, to get clear. And we do that at our foundational retreat. That's one of the things that we spend three or four hours on is helping these ambitious men and women find their purpose and get crystal clear on who they are as a leader and as a person, where they're going and who's coming with them. Um, and it could be already in their business. They're, they're going to just level up from A to Z. It's a, it's a four-day beautiful place um, where they, they just come to get clear. They come. And here's the problem with a lot of high-achieving people is we don't prioritize ourselves first, and we are the asset. We are the biggest priority. And we always, for some reason, put ourselves last. But once these people walk through the door of the beautiful mountaintop lodge, it's in a beautiful spot in the Appalachian Mountains, and they walk through that door, they say, okay, I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to give a vacation to me, from me, for me. And I'm just going to step away from my business and life for four days, which is really hard for us to do. But I can't tell you, 99 out of 100 people who walked through that door said, I wish I would have done this sooner. I wish I'd have come to this sooner. Or, hey, my business partner needs this. Or, hey, can I send my spouse back to this? Because it's just a beautiful thing when we step away and we recharge and we refocus and we get clear and we get purposeful. But most importantly, we prioritize our number one asset, us, and to work on us to level up. It's just a beautiful thing that we do. And um, I think a lot of people out there are lost right now and um, don't know where to turn and there's so many people, you know, there's legendary, there's people like legendary. Um, but if you're lost or, or alone or need a community or need to level up with your wisdom or just we're looking for seekers and growers and people who want to be better today than they were yesterday um, and who want to come share authentic wisdom, again, to not only be elite in business and their leadership, which we want, but also in their life because we believe great people can make great impact. And but we just need to try to do it. So super. So I I think we're all creating connection. And um, if it sounds like this is cool for you, welcome home, man. Come join us. <laughs> and I love that. And listen, the thing is, and this is trite, but it is so true. We don't know what we don't know. We get caught up in all kinds of stuff. I mean, I had to have. And I was talking with one of my guests the other day about. Chat GPT. Be careful, Chat GPT. By the way, you do not own what you put. You know the output they give you. You don't own it. Be careful. Another. Right. That's another right. topic altogether. But I use Chat GPT to basically reorder my day. It's as a tool, yeah. as a productivity tool. It's great, and I will put anything in there from trim the cat's nails to making a hair appointment to build a website, and it you know puts my. It, puts everything by priority. It gives me about how much time it could might sort of take. That's never correct, by the way. But, you know, it gives you something to shoot for. And what I ask for it to do is give me downtime multiple times a day. And it does. Mm -hmm. 
and I have to remind myself to stop, go outside, take a break, go outside with the dog, just sit, breathe, you know, just do something. Stick my head in the refrigerator. It's an instant meditation. Nobody knows why they're in that refrigerator. They don't know how they got there. They they just know that they're in there and they came there for a reason. But seriously, the only reason I pull my head out of the refrigerator is when the door beeps and says, close the door, because I had a break. (laughs) (laughs) It works. (laughs) But but you know what I have found in listening to you and, and, you know, meeting people like you through this podcast is that we all are impactful. Once, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it, once we pull our head out of our butts. Couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. You don't know what you don't know. Um, again, the number one failure in, in life is self-awareness. You don't know what you don't know. Um, you don't know your blind spots. Um, you don't – some of us, and this is even worse, don't even know what mask we're wearing to impress others. Mm-hmm. But here's the most important one of those groups. I mean, those are, those are the easier fixes is um, your blind spots and your mask. Those are – if you choose to do this work, if you choose to become aware, if you choose to make – um, start transforming your life, but it is a choice, but you've got to take action. No one's going to give it to you and no one owes you anything. But the most important thing is your unknown potential. Um, once you start doing this work, once you start leaning in and doing the self-leadership work, um, from happiness to success to peace of mind to fulfillment to courage to confidence, they just seem to come easier. And um, our team uh, we, we practice what we preach, and I have, we've got a young but amazing team. Watching Jack and Erica and Danielle and Brooke and Sean, watch, and many more, there's Allie, there's Amanda. We've got a whole, whole team of these humans, Heather, Tommy. Watching the happiness, watching the success, watching the confidence and courage, watching some of these humans eliminate toxic boyfriend and girlfriends and go to seek true love and watch them, you know, put their shoulders up and heads up and, you know, stand there with confidence. It's just a beautiful thing to not only watch it with the, the you know, the, our, our, our mastermind, our entrepreneur and executives, our mastermind and our up and coming our entrepreneurs and executives in our community, but it's really even more important to watch this work, the, the un, untapped potential of these humans within our team. And so it, this stuff really does work. Um, and if what you're doing is not working, maybe the first step is questioning that and figuring out, hey, I really like what they're doing. Let me go see what they're they can go hang out with people that you aspire to be. And so that's how I would say all of that to me. Exactly. And you've mentioned a couple of times that when we don't take good care of ourselves, we are our most important asset. If, I, if something happens to me, my business dies. And so many of us mm-hmm. are like that. It's just we have not prepared or maybe can't prepare, depending on the type of work we do, to hand it off. Or, you know, if, if we die, it dies with us, which is a shame. But one of the things that you said, and I wrote this down a couple of times, is when you're not taking care of your biggest asset or not recognizing that you are the asset, you're the face of your business, you are, you brought this business to to life from you but so many of us and I don't know that you said this or if I was just thinking it while you were talking but you know so many of us well you know when I get this this budget sorted out I'll be happy or 
and this is this bugs me about the wedding industry and I know this is that time of year. Oh, when we get married we'll be so happy. Well why aren't you happy now? What the heck? Correct. I get Correct. real irritated with that. You should be happy right now in this moment and if you're looking for a date in June to be happy, there's something really wrong with your thinking. And even worse than this, this is even worse than that. It's thinking a kid's gonna make you happy. So I've seen so many bad marriages throw a kid at a bad marriage, and now you've got a, a complete, I was going to use a different word, not a, a horrible situation for everybody involved. This is true. So, you know, you have to, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase what you're saying, you have to dig deep into who you are, who you have been, That's right. That's who you right. are now, and who you want to be. And that want to be can be five minutes from now. Or maybe it's something you're working towards and it'll be a month from now. I don't know. But you need to make that decision and you need to get that stuck in your head and not budge from it. I am me and I am going to be, I am, I'm not going to be, I am the best person I can be at this moment. And tomorrow I'll be a little bit better. And the day after that I'll be a little bit better. But for right now, this is who I am. This is where I am and I'm doing great. I completely agree. And we attract what we vibrate. And what we don't realize is we're all energy flow. And so I want everyone listening to go look in the mirror, and that is the problem to everything in your life and the solution to everything in your life. No human being, a partner, significant other, um, husband, wife, no other human being can make you happy. They can make you better or they can make you worse, but they can't make you happy. No amount of money can make you happy. No watch. Um, no, there's nothing out there externally that can make you happy, fulfilled, courage, courageous, and confidence. You have to do that. And if you lead, love, and respect yourself fully, I want to say that again. If you lead, love, and respect yourself fully, if you're protecting and defending your asset at all costs, you will attract those type of people into your life, both from employees, both from business, to members, to clients, to friends and most importantly, your significant other. And your significant other is your third most important asset. You are the number one most important asset. Your time is the number two most important asset. And your significant other is your third. But you can't, nothing, nobody, nothing, no one, no thing can make you happy. Um, happiness is a feeling inside. It's a courageous, confident, joyful, um, patient. It's, it's persistent. It's, it's just a beautiful thing. But go to find the mirror. If you're worried, insecure, scared, fearful, angry, rageful, judgmental, um, when you're judging others, you're truly judging yourself. Um, if that's your standard operating procedure, the good news is, is that that standard operating can be rewired. The bad news is that it takes work. And nothing good in the thing good in the right out of action. You have to be aware of it. And you just Correct. mentioned something Correct. about time. That was my second question, mastering time. How do we recon? How do we regain control over time? I mean, then we have to focus on high-impact tasks all day long. Correct. Then there's work-life balance, which I have never really understood, to be honest, Tommy. To me, work and life are all the same thing because everything I do, I really like to do. So I don't try to divide it out. I couldn't agree more. And, um, you know, the key to time is, is prioritization or reprioritization. No one has, um, 
we all have the same 24 hours, 365 days, and so we don't know how much time we have. I mean, our time can be up today. And, you know, one of my goals in life is to die with a grateful heart and no regrets. And um, the for me, the, the quality of my time, how I spend my day, who I spend it with, is so vitally important. Um, I'm very dogmatic who I'll let in my inner circle. They have to make me happy or make me better, and they have to be net givers, and they have to be, um, you know, they have to have similar core values than us. And so who we spend our time with, how we spend our time, how we prioritize and reprioritize, this is the key to a happy life. And um, I'm with you. There's no such thing as work-life balance. There's only priorities. And if your spouse needs to be the priority at that time, make it about all about quality and, and the prioritization of that. If it's your health, make it about that. If it's your soul, mind, and heart, make it about that. But it's just choices and focus. It's just choices and refocusing. And, again, no one has any more time. But what makes the elite elite um, is that they are masters at saying no, and they are masters at prioritization. And that's literally – and they work hard. That's literally the three keys to it. It is, and a lot of people will say, oh, I can't say no. I need this client. I need the money. You don't need that headache. Trust me on this. Uh, my right. mom right. used to swear right. that my first word was not mama or daddy or dog. It was no, and she said I meant it, <laughs> and I still do. Mm. It's mm. a good word, and I use it a lot. I mean, I think about it before I use it, but I do use – the word no is an important part of your vocabulary long as you're not being ugly about it so i wanted to ask you about attracting talent you've mentioned several people that work with you and i bet they're listening to this going hey he remembers me oh good <laughs> <They're probably laughs> at you. but you say that you foster a, a culture of growth and empowerment and i mean that's clear that that's what you're doing how do people do this if they haven't done it already how do they get out of their own way i think is my real question because let's face yeah, it, remember the, if you're not doing this, you're the bottleneck. You're looking for the bottleneck in your company, you're it. Yeah, most of the time, the people, the founders and the CEOs are the bottleneck, and we don't even know it. Um, and for me, it all starts with our core values. And, um, and again, I said it earlier, I don't always meet them, but I work my, my butt off to meet them. And we're very selective on who we hire. We only hire elite ta- talent. They got to want opportunity and challenge. They got to want to be around other elite people. They have to have a huge work ethic. Um, they have to believe in self-development and personal development and leadership development. And um, the last thing our people care about is money. But we foster a culture. We have a we we delegate and elevate. We empower our people and we let them call me out. It's not, it doesn't go by that I don't ask at least one person, how can I lead you better? What if, where's my blind spots? Um, some of our core values are we're addicted to excellence. We have extremely high standards on this team, and um, we're always sharpening the pencil. Again, we don't always get it right, but, damn, we'll get it right the next time. Authenticity above everything else is one of our – are you really being yourself? Extreme ownership is one of them. Uh, protect and defend the sport is one of them and celebrate the experience. Those are our five core values, and we measure people on those core values. We also look at, are they good at what they do? Do they want what they're doing? And do they have the ability to level up in that? So that's how we evaluate all three things. And so from how we hire to how we recruit, we don't hire ever. 
to me, hiring is reactive and recruiting is proactive. Um, but we saw an opportunity nine minutes, nine months ago to find someone. Um, we, we, we had been looking at her for about two or three years. Um, and she was just elite at making people feel special, elite at customer service. She's just got more soul than maybe anyone I've ever met. And we didn't have a position for her. But I saw a crack in her employment, and I, uh, me and the CEO, I have a CEO. I fired myself a CEO. Me and the CEO took her to dinner and um, said, we don't actually have a job for you, but we want you bad enough to create a job for you. Now, nine months later, I don't know what we're going to do without her. And event, she's about to have a few more employees coming up if we keep on the meteoric rise that we're going. So um, we, we do our best to practice what we preach. We do our best to walk the walk. We do our best to hold ourselves accountable to the core values. You have to be interviewed by every single person on this team before you can get a job here. And people are saying, well, there's a talent gap out there. I can't find any good people. That's, that's because you are the problem. You're not attracting, you're not doing the work, and you're not attracting what you want, which means you're probably not doing what you want. And so it all starts with you. We have a waiting list. I mean, I can't tell you a week goes by that someone doesn't want to, quote, join us at the Mountaintop Lodge, which we own a boutique hotel as well. Um, that's where we run a lot of our legendary leadership experiences and retreats. But um, whether it's the hotel or the legendary life movement, not a week goes by that someone somewhere doesn't say, hey, you know, when you're hiring, that's because we're putting out what we practice and what we preach is the energetic flows. And our people know that when they're out in the marketplace or when they're out at dinner or when they're on a date, they're representing the legendary brand, and we hold ourselves to a higher standard, sometimes an unneedable standard, and, and we got to be careful of that because we can get into a shame monster thing. But um, I think people are proud to work here. I think they're proud of the brand, and I think they're proud of how we do anything is how we do everything. Say that again, how we do uh, it's important. How we do anything is how we do everything. Yeah, I knew I could repeat it back, but I wanted you to say it. That's very, very important. And it doesn't Agreed. matter if you're at home, you're in your backyard with your dog. You still need to lead from within. You can't sit around and yeah. whine, woe is me, nobody loves me, and then expect to you know, put on a smile and pick up the phone and talk with a client. It just I don't know why people think they can be one thing in one moment and then 10 minutes later have to turn something else on that is probably not very authentic. It doesn't work. Here's and exhausting. About, exhausting is right. We have pretty good spidey sense, believe it or not. We really do. We can tell when yeah. somebody's just pulling it out of the back of their head and it doesn't make sense even to them. We can tell if we're paying attention. <laughs> and I That's pay right. attention. Me too. So, we, t- we talked about leading from within, embracing resilience. That's a big, big thing. And you mentioned it, take responsibility and, you know, show up as you're going to show up every moment of the day. But let's, you know, let's enhance that a bit, if you would. Yeah, I think resilience is all about overcoming fear. Um, all you have to do is take continued action. And there's no core value breach. There's nothing that can't be overcome. We all make big and small mistakes, whether in business or life or in our relationships. Um, it's what we do with those mistakes. Are you going to let them define you? And I'm, I'm so anti-cancellation culture. I just think it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen um, because human beings make mistakes. We say dumb things. And we are the product of where we were born, 
how we were raised, what we read, the friendships that, you know, the people that we surround ourselves with. And so we're just this sponge of stuff that was given to us. It's probably not even who we are. But when you make mistakes, and you will, um, big or small, um, are you going to let those define you? Are you going to let the shame monster live inside your head and tell you you're a bad person or not good enough and all these other things? Or are you going to learn from it and level up? Or are you going to choose to take action to be better and learn from it? Or um, are you going to hire a coach, get involved with the community, um, get a therapist, reach out to a friend? Persistence is just about action and continued action, extreme ownership, owning it and moving, learning from it and moving forward. But I think we're in a, I think our eyes and ears, if you look at social media, if you look at 24 hour news, you look at most big religion, um, and you look at the crap that we watch on Hulu and Amazon, it's all eat up in fear, anger, rage, division, um, fantasy. Um, and so we get caught up into those worlds and they're not real. Um, but the only person that can, again, the only person that can save you is you. There's no magic pill. There's no quick fix. There's no, nobody owes you anything and no one coming to save you. And you must participate in your own rescue. You must make the choice to do something different today. And you must make the choice to become self-aware and transform. And so everybody, every single person on this earth has an, un, has a purpose and unlimited potential. It's just, are you going to choose to do the same thing as you did yesterday, which is obviously not bearing results, or are you going to choose to do one small thing different today to live up your life, business, and, and your relationships? The choice is yours. It's just what will you choose. And persistence is about choices and never giving up, ever giving up. And giving up last for your last breath. breath. That's I, the life is so beautiful. Listen, I agree with you, and I've said this probably a hundred times on this show, turn off the television Cut cable. Amen. Turn that off. Just sh- shut it down. And I'm not a movie person, although I did watch Top Gun. Both of them love those movies. <laughs> Found it very but, enjoyable too. Oh, Good looking people I, flying airplanes. That's exactly right. And I had never actually seen the first one. You know, who, who knew? I didn't see the first one. But when I think it was Memorial Day when Top Gun Maverick came out, and I had you know guests over, we were you know having a barbecue or something, and and um, Somebody mentioned the movie. I think it was going to hit the theaters, and I hadn't been to a theater since Harry Potter. I really don't go to movies. <laughs> and somebody said, well, what do you mean you haven't seen the first one? So we rented it on Amazon. I was hooked. Then the next day we all left our offices, mine is in my home, and went to the theater because nobody's there on a Monday or Tuesday or whatever it was. And I was hooked. I was fascinated. I really was. But I decided to take that time, and I watched it again over the weekend. Well, I say I watched it. I listened to it. I was cleaning baseboards. I didn't even see the TV. I was down on the ground. But it, there's so much about that particular movie that really resonated with me. My point is that if you're watching and listening to garbage, that's what's going to land in your head and in your heart. Turn it off. Mm. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And people don't. I mean, they're like, oh, I'm tired. I'm just going to watch TV. Oh, geez. What are you watching? I don't know. Well, uh, that's the that's, problem. They want to listen to someone else's fantasy. Yeah, that's exactly um, right. I don't. I, I like my own. Yeah. And, and their phone is costing them their fortunes, too. It's not just the TV. It's the phone. 
and um, tell me why. The, it's addictive. A. Oh. It's convenient and addictive. All social media is addictive, and that's division, fear, fantasy, self-actualization, like me, like me, like me, see me, see me, see me, understand me, understand me, understand me. And it's quite weak. Um, but the video games are addictive. The pornography is addictive. Email's addictive. Texting's addictive. It's convenient. It's right there. Um, we're losing the world. All you got to do is look up. Um, when's the last time you saw a sunset? And I'm asking the audience, didn't take a picture of it, just saw it with your own eyes and not through the lens of a Samsung or Apple. And so I think it's a time killer. I think it's addictive. I think it's convenient and it's designed to be addictive. Those, those video games and social media, that's all kind of addictive gambling psychology. In them. Um, and then, you know, when we, first thing we do, I don't do this, but uh, I would say 99 out of a hundred people take their phone to the bathroom, not to be a little gross, but we all, we all use the bathroom when we get up and, and you have lost your day. You have lost it to email or text or social media or news or any other, uh, time suck. And it's just, just really a negative thing. You know, I'll never forget. This is years ago now. I was in a, a public bathroom in a restaurant and this is the first time I ever realized that somebody will be on the toilet doing kind of loud things, talking yeah. to somebody yeah. on the other. And I, I was so grossed out. I was like, oh, my God, I could not get out of there quick enough. I could not. <laughs> Had I been doing that and talking to my mom, she would have flown from California to hit me, and I would let her do it. <laughs> you know, it's just so That's nasty. It's too funny. I love it. Well, and I, I didn't realize that people did that. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, ugh, ick. I'm, I'm shuddering. I'm doing a whole body freeze on now, and that was a long time ago. Give me, if you can, tell me some case studies where people came to you in, in one of these retreats, and they had just a profound, oh, my God, moment, and then made well, the we decision. Just a, we hmm? just had a two-star general come through. And that was really cool. When, you know, when you have a two-star general come to your retreat, and he said this. He said 60% of it was an unbelievable reminder on how to be a great leader. He goes, 30% of it was all new, and I can't wait to apply this into my boards, my businesses, and, and my life. And 10% was life-changing. Um, and I would say the number one thing that I get is um, this is one of the most life-changing things that I've done. They literally leave with a toolbox on not only how to be elite in their business and leadership, but how to be elite in their life and relationships. And what they realize when they come here is they're not alone. Some of the case studies I've seen, we've seen people sell their companies for lots of money right when they leave. We've seen people, I can't tell you what it feels like to me when I get off an airplane and someone hugs my neck that I've never even met saying you changed the face of my relationship with my child and or spouse. Um, we've seen people, they get so crystal clear on their leadership and what they will do and won't do. They stop doing the mundane task um, and start doing the right task. And we've seen some of our business owners, I mean, we're talking about 30% growth in two years. They start delegating appropriately. They start focusing on their zone of brilliance. They start focusing on their purpose. Um, and so they, they leave not only crystal clear, not only with a purpose, they, they have not only connected with other great entrepreneurs and executives, but they have this, this now a community, because most of them stay with us in our mastermind and or our community, 
They have a community to do business and life with. We get together throughout the year. We share wisdom and not advice. We're learners and not knowers. Um, and so we, they literally, I, I, the case studies from marriages to ending bad relationships to splitting up with a bad partner or a toxic person in business and or life to just exponential growth. But what the, the best thing that you see from everyone is a sense of peace, a sense of confidence, a sense of courage, a sense of clarity, a patience and a presence and a peacefulness they might have never had. Um, they lead from the front now. Um, they don't let fear drive their life. They don't let insecurity and worries drive their life. And they know they've got a, the toolbox to put their shoulders up, head back, and know that they've got this. And no matter what life or business throws at them, because it's not if life happens, it's when, that they're going to be able to stand there in complete strength, and they're going to be able to stand there with a, a, an entire community and mastermind side by side with them to help them overcome whatever it is. That's probably the biggest thing that comes out of all of this. Tom, I have to ask you. I mean, you shared a little bit of your story the last time you were here and earlier with your, your younger life. What moment, was there a moment where you, maybe after your first mastermind or your first event where you said, okay, now I know what I'm doing and why I'm here? There was a moment, it happened at an entrepreneurial conference in Italy when a woman broke down on me and um, said this would have really changed my relationship with my ex-husband and husband. Um, if he had just known that or done that. And I can't tell you, it's not a day goes by that we don't get a text or email talking about the transformation in their business or the transformation in their life or the transformation or the transformation of what they've let go. You know, letting, sometimes it's time to let go of some things. Um, and so we're reminded every day of our why, but the one moment in Italy when that woman broke down on me, I knew this was a calling didn't have a how yet. I didn't know how I was going to do it or who, um, the how and who came later, but I knew the what, that I was here to hold space, that I was here to build a community, that I was here to deeply listen, um, to be a, to be non-judgmental and to help people um, in their businesses and lives to be their greatest selves. Um, and it's something that I work on every single day on my own. And um, I constantly am sharpening the pencil on me, and I'm very authentic. I'll even say it retreat. By the way, that last 30 minutes, I'm not doing any of that, so I'm reminding myself to do that. <laughs> so um, it, there's, there's been just thousands of moments now, and we're just getting started. Um, and so just super excited. And if any of this resonates with you, come to us. Welcome home. Um, it would be fun to do it with you. I'd love to hug your neck in person. we got a bunch of in-person events coming up, as it is. So come hug my neck. Tell us about those. And I wanted to say something, too, because you you said something that grabbed my attention just a minute ago. You were in Italy, and you were talking to this woman, and she really got into your psyche and explained mm -hmm. to you who you were, why you were doing what you did, but you didn't have a house. 60. What I immediately got to thinking was a lot of people are going to be saying, listening to us, I can't afford a coach, I can't afford a mentor, I can't. Da, 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 da. Yes, you can. You will find a way to invest in yourself. Cut the cable. Stop eating out at, you know, McDonald's. Stop eating that crap anyway. You know, just there's so many ways that you can invest in yourself. A lot of it is free. There's an awful lot of 
great information out there. Follow Tommy. But invest in yourself. Find the time. The find n- the wherewithal and do it. The, the weakest excuse anyone can give me is time and money. Um, because how much are you worth? And the ROI that you will get by coming to a live event, by spending two or just two to four days just solely working on you, leveling up your leadership business in life, will pay dividends to you in spades. Let's say you spend a thousand bucks, it'll probably put ten to twenty thousand in your wallet over time. And so that is a weak. You, your time is just about prioritization. So don't give me that weak excuse, and definitely don't give me money excuse. Because my question would be, how much are you worth? And how much do you value yourself? And the answer is zero, then don't come. I mean, that's, then it's not your time. You've got some other demons that you've got to work on, but that's not it. And so for me, that it's, you cannot not do this. When I, I spend at least 10% of my budget on self-development and growth through my coaches, I'm working heavily with Darren Hardy right now, and I promise you he's expensive. Um, no, no, and it's just leveled, it's leveled our business up a bazillion percent, a bazillion percent. And um, if he told me to give him a hundred grand a day, I'd give him a hundred grand a day because I know it's going to give me, it's going to put a million back into the business. And so the answer, the answer is you cannot not do it. Um, the cost of not doing it has to be greater than the cost of doing it. Um, I promise you the investment to come to one of our foundational retreats, which is by far the best thing we could do. We're about to have a your life, your legend event at the beautiful Lake Lanier Islands. Um, it's all about leadership, business, and self-mastery, connecting with other great people. It's over a weekend. It's beautiful. And the investment intentionally for that is a little lower because it's a sh- shorter, smaller event with higher attendance. But I promise you that investment of, hey, it's beautiful and a fun place. It, you'll have a lot of fun. You'll connect with great people, but you're also going to learn and grow. What's the, what's the cost of you not doing it? Um, versus the cost of actually taking an investment, investing in your asset, investing into connecting with other people just like you, the, the pain of not doing it has to start exceeding the pain of doing it. And I, when people give me time, money, or even worse, well, let me ask my wife, what kind of weak it? Um, anyway, I know what you're going to say. I, I, I promise you. I finished, I, yeah, I finished the word in I, my I, head. Yeah, I promise. Um, I promise the price of not doing it is so much more greater than doing it. And I promise everyone here is worth it. It doesn't have to be me. Um, you know, check out legendary, dip your toe, you know, let me read it to you. And if those, if that resonates to you, come hang with us, come play with us. If it doesn't go find someone who does, it could be a Brene Brown, it could be a Darren Hardy. Um, it could be, you know, whatever it is, invest in a community, invest in yourself, your time and your money. And I, you're talking to someone who invests his time and money heavily, not only into me, but also into our people. And so um, I'm telling you the success that I've had from money to happiness to success to um, just it. I, I come from the only – I come from nothing. Um, I wasn't supposed to go to school. I overcame incarceration. Nobody in my family has really ever amounted to anything. And all I did was work hard, take action, and invest in myself. That's all I did. And I didn't start until I was 36, so it's never too late. And what's cool, Denise, is we've had people start in their 60s. How cool is that? It's, it's never, never too late. late. And I think KSC started, the man started at 65, didn't he? I believe so. And there are several That's other cool. people. I think cool. Louise Hay didn't start until she was 
considerably older. Listen, we are out of time. I always thank you for showing up and sharing your heart and your soul. Tell people where they can find you. At www.livelegendary.today, www.livelegendary.today, or the book Legendary is in Audible. It's at all your favorite bookstores, uh, electronic. Go check it out. But www.livelegendary.today. Come check out our adventure experiences, our retreats, um, our events. Come hang with us. Come play with us. Join our community. Um, but if, if you're a higher achiever or an ambitious person who wants to level up, constantly level up, constantly grow, be connected with other people like you, and who wants to receive wisdom and give wisdom, welcome home. So we'd love to have you. It's www.livelegendary.today. Tommy, thank you so much. It's been fantastic speaking with you again, and I thank you for all of the the terrific tips. And I, I don't want to use the word advice, but you did give us a lot of advice that you shared with us. <laughs> <Washington. laughs> that comes like, from a lot of failure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm careful with advice, too. I don't even like to give my own self-advice. Like, I don't know about you, Denise. Right. Are you trustworthy? <laughs> it's hard. But listen, before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us in iTunes and see anywhere else you consume your business podcast. Truth is, you can't throw a stick on the Internet without hitting your partner in Success Radio. So find us and take us along on your success journey. Tommy, thank you. Thank you, Denise. Have a great day. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.